Hi everyone, um, my name is Adora and today I'll be talking to you about the LNAT, the Law National Aptitude Test. Um, I didn't take my LNAT that long ago, um, I took it on the 25th of October this year, 2022, so details of my preparation are still relatively fresh in my mind, so I'm able to, um, uh, I'm able to share some of them with you today. So, what is the LNAT, first of all? Like I said, it's the Law National Aptitude Test, but in short, it is a university admissions test um, that is considered alongside your applications, your application to study law at university. Um, there are 12 schools, which um, consider it, actually, I think 11 schools, which consider it, nine in the UK and two abroad. Um, I'll give you details of the schools on the next slide. It's divided into two sections, the first being an extract-based MCQ style and the second section being um, essay-based. The, yeah, <laughs> it, the time, time limit is two hours and 15 minutes um, and the deadlines um the deadlines are different but depending on where you're planning depending on where you're planning to apply um oxbridge requires them oxbridge that's oxford and cambridge requires them by the 15th of october the london school of economics requires um all lnat scores by the 31st of december and all other lnat unis require it by i think what's the UCAS deadline 25th uh, the 25th of january so, so some further insight into what it actually is the lnat website or pearson um the board who runs the exam says that the lnat is a test of your verbal reasoning skills a test of your ability to interpret and understand and understand information um, a test of your inductive and deductive reasoning abilities a test of your ability to analyze information and draw conclusions but the lnat isn't an intelligence test or a test of your knowledge of law so you're not going to have to memorize cases or legal legal verbiage to do the LNAT. Um, it's more reasoning. It assesses reasoning more than knowledge, I would say. So here are the universities that um, consider the LNAT. On the left-hand side, you have the UK universities. Um, that includes Bristol, Cambridge, Durham. University of Glasgow, King's College of London, the London School of Economics and Political Science, the University of Oxford, SOAS, um, which is, I think, the School of Oriental and African Studies, and um, University College of London, UCL. The non-UK universities are SUSS, Singapore University of Social Sciences, and the one below that, which I cannot tell. Um... So I think this is the starting point. If you're con if you're considering applying um, for law, you have to first find out whether the schools you're interested in, you know, expect you to sit the LNAT. Um, and all that takes is a quick Google search, though it's here on the page. The LNAT website has all the information, the list of the unis. Um, yeah, and usually the university will say in their admissions um, admissions requirements whether they expect the LNAT or not, but also whether they prioritise the multiple choice um, 
section over the essay section or whether they consider both sections in equal measure so um well so, okay before i move on i applied to three schools on this list that um expect the lnat so there really was no escaping it um that's king's college london lsc and ucl so um for the crux of the presentation what's the key to the lnat it's definitely practice um and practice probably comes in more than three forms but summed up you i advise that you first read the news so um Mrs. Surgeon, um, the librarian, gives us access to reputable news sources like The Economist and The Financial Times. I'm not sure about The spectate, Spectator or The BBC, but those are, of course, other you know news outlets that are trusted. Um, and the reason that attention to the news is important for the Anna is because the essay section will usually question... Or we usually require you to make an argument um, about about something, right? Um, and you have to have some knowledge of what's going on in the world. Um, it could be the question could be economics based, politics, art, and they're not obviously not expecting you to have an in depth knowledge of everything, but a general idea of you know the main arguments about key key aspects of human existence you know um so i'd say definitely read the news and not just to read it you know think critically about it question you know author's aims you know question different sides of the argument really um you know so the second way that you practice you can use a textbook um i this photo on the right is of the textbook that i used while preparing for it um and that's a qr code for the amazon um, for the Amazon page. Of course, you don't have to buy a textbook, um, but I felt that it definitely, definitely helped um, because there, there's just so many, over 600 practice questions and solutions. Um, and at the back of the textbook, there is kind of this kind of commentary, justification for the answers, really, because it's often difficult working out why the LNAT you know, has chosen one, one answer over the other when they seem quite similar, especially, you know, not especially, but only really in the MCQs. Um, the third way that you can get some practices by utilising online resources. The LNAT website is so helpful. Um, it has an online, um, a full online practice paper that's timed. But it also has um, practice papers that you can download and do on your own time. Um, it includes the mark schemes as well as the LNAT's commentary. So their own justification for why they've chosen the answers. And it's completely free. It's accessible. If you just go on the LNAT website, you find everything that I'm talking about. Um, so and I would say that, you know, I used that website primarily in conjunction with my textbook. Then you have the lawyer portal, which is another free resource. Um, and they kind of, they have similar multiple choice questions. Um, they're kind of known for, the questions are kind of known for being slightly easier than the actual exam. 
but they definitely give you an insight into the style of asking of the style of the questions that the LNAT is going to be asking you. Um, and I did use a little bit of the lawyer portal as well. And even outside of the LNAT, the lawyer portal has, you know, some solid information about studying law at university. Um, and it's a, it's a resource that I certainly do recommend. Apart from that, um, I would suggest, well, I wouldn't suggest using Obishio, but it's definitely very good. But um, the caveat is that it is paid for, um, or you, you're supposed to pay to use it, and it can be quite expensive because it's some it's sort of a full course, full online course for the internet. The questions are um, tend to be easier than no not easier it tends to be harder than the actual exam which i guess offers some good i guess offers some good preparation um it prepares you almost for the worst um and i did use some obishio resources but only the free ones um yeah so in the nitty-gritty what does the lnat look like so this on the here on the left is the is what a typical multiple choice question would look like um i think i've missed out the fact that the multiple choice questions are based on essays or extracts given um and you have 12 extracts and three to four multiple choice questions per extract so the extracts will they they they, they are different lengths but um i didn't get anything extremely long on mine um and the multiple choice questions usually look like that so you have um an hour 45 minutes an hour 45 minutes oh sorry you have two hours 15 minutes for the whole exam um and you have 40 minutes for the essay so that's two hours for 15 minutes minus 40 minus 40 minutes for the um multiple choice section um moving on the essay section will usually look like this here on the right um just a quick prompt prompt um and you know you're asked to discuss asked to discuss this um that's pretty much it your advice to write between 500 to the, the maximum is 700 words but your advice to write between 500 and 600 words so tips for answering the questions i'd say read the extracts carefully be be intentional with your reading and uh, there's a tendency to just skim through but the multiple choice questions are so specific that you're going to have a good understanding of what you're going to need to have a good understanding of what you have read. So I say read it one time right before you look at the questions, get a general idea of the author's argument, then read the questions and then read it again. Do you know what I mean? So then you can be more discerning about what relates to your question specifically um then obviously process of elimination the questions in the multiple choice section are known for being quite similar or, or the, not, the, not the questions the options 
are known for being quite similar. Um, so the the method that you know we're advised to use is the process of elimination. Knock out the least likely options, and then if you have two left, just <laughs> think really, really, really hard. Be be absolutely critical of both, and figure out which one makes the most most sense. It's it's easier said than done, but usually there's 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 a phrasing or a language that is the tell is the tell yeah um and lastly i'd say trust your gut usually there's something inside of you at least for me there's something inside of me telling me this is likely to be the right answer this feels like the right answer um more often than not your instincts are correct um so trust yourself the the consequence of being you know of worrying whether you're correct is that you spend lots of time going over over the questions you know over and over the questions really and you don't you don't have that time so yeah i'm going to take you through a basic mcq right now this comes from the official owner website um and this is called teaching the teaching of literature i won't read it to you um i read it um, so, I, but I'll give you a few minutes to read it and then I will answer the questions. Right, so, to the answering. The first question asks, which of the following is an assertion of fact rather than opinion? Um, and it gives you quotes. So, I would go find the quotes. Um, I'm not sure whether I'll be able to um, in good time, but I know that this is the first one. Yes, there is a better way. As Matthew Arnold noted, and literature cannot be divorced from life. I think that's here and you cannot understanding and understand it until we have some personal understanding and then you wrote it sorry if i'm crossing them out um what these great men have done is a great patrimony yeah but what these great men have done is to hand us a great pat- a grand patrimony so, uh, the question is asking which one of these is fact and in a, in a pool of opinion-based statements. Um, the first one, yes, there is a better way. There is n- nothing really to support that there is a better way um, to, I don't know, write. Um, like the author is suggesting, um, it's, it's, his, or it's their opinion, really. So we can cancel that out. Um, as Matthew Arnold noted, that is promising because, you know, 
the author is just referencing something that already exists that we know exists you know it's in a book or an essay of some kind so i'll leave that literature can help beatables from life who says um <laughs> that's that's a value judgment really um and is clearly the author's opinion it's his argument so i put across um you cannot understand it until you have some personal side. That's the same as C. That's what the author himself is suggesting. What these great men have done to Mr. Hannah's great. That's arguable, if anything. Um, so the the answer or the response that's left standing is B. Um, yeah, I'll show you the mark scheme later, but that's uh, that's a typical, you know way to think about things this passage is an extract second question this passage is an extract from a speech to whom do you think it was originally delivered students parents politicians lecturers writers um at first glance it's hard to tell um you know it's 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 written you don't you weren't actually there <laughs> when this was written or said so it's definitely difficult to to know but i think there are certain language techniques that that let us that let us know a little bit um this you know the question asking asking rhetorical questions i know that you know it's common to do that regardless of the medium through which a message has been given whether written or spoken but you know this suggests that the author is talking to someone or some people um the use of collective nouns cannot we there there's a group of people really it's it's directed um i think we can i shall close today you know this is just this letting you know he's letting us know this is a speech he's talking to people gentlemen you know direct references in my first lecture to you starting to put it in context really um but the teaching of our language um that and even before all of this in the title the teaching of literature there are it kind of narrows the possible demographics at which this this might be um directed at um so yeah i think all these factors combined can lead you to cross out writers because this is not the writing of literature it's the teaching politicians not very convincing at least not very convincing response at least for me um students wouldn't students be more concerned with the learning of literature? Parents? Not really, no. And all that leaves us with is lecturers. Um, and we want to the third question. Which of the following does the writer imply but not state? Um, the teaching of literature is new. I don't think that um i don't think that he, he even implies that literature is new 
He talks about foregone generations, as Matthew Arnold noted a generation ago. You know, he references old books. Don, um, he, he, I can never pronounce that. He could, <laughs> I don't know. Um, old, old writers, you know. So I don't think he, he even implies that. To understand literature properly, you need to know about the people who wrote it. He says that explicitly, you know, you cannot understand it. Literature being so personal a thing, you cannot understand it until you have some personal, personal understanding of the men who wrote it. That's stated pretty explicitly. Literature is only created by men. I leave that blank because, you know, I'm unsure about that. I'd have to go through it again. We ought to emulate the French attitude to the language. I think it's pretty explicit. You know, he starts, is there then no better way? Yes, there is a better way for the French have it with their language and literature. So the French have unlocked this regard um, and reverence for their language, um, you know, which has enabled them to teach it quite effectively. Um, and this author is telling lecturers that they must um you know copy this way of being this way of teaching and that's stated fairly explicitly but still you know there's room for questioning so i'm going to leave that blank too e to understand literature properly you need to understand the context in which it was written that's that itself is also said explicitly it's said here literature cannot be divorced from life um you cannot understand Chaucer aright unless you have the background, unless you know the kind of men for whom Chaucer wrote and the kind of men whom he made speak. That is the national side, blah, blah, blah. So you need historical context, and the author says that explicitly. Um, so what we have left, we have B and we have D. Um, not B, sorry. We have C and we have D. Um, and I'll go back to look at them. Um in order literature is created only by men the reason i thought that that would be a possible answer was because of all the examples the author has given they're all men matthew arnold um chaucer um don swift pope johnson goldsmith charles lamb carlisle until you have grasped those men as men, you cannot understand, you cannot grasp their writings. Um, and he goes again to say here that what these great men have done is to hand us a, a grand patrimony. These are, you know, references to masculinity, um, male, you know, proclivity of men to write great things. Um, you know, that these great men have handed us, handed um, their greatness down. The use of the word patrimony, of course, um, means, and patrimony means um, inheritance from a father or a male ancestor. Um, so we know that this, what, we know what the author is getting at. Um, so that's more to support um, C. So we ought to emulate the French attitude to their language. That's when you look to the question to, to, to figure out which is wrong. 
what is more implied you know what's what's not stated you know what's what's not stated the most really and that i think is c because d is pretty much alluded to if not directly said in the first paragraph um so c would eventually be my answer um last question all of the following are reasons for the comparison with french language and literature except so going through the questions again a the french language is purer than the english you know i don't think i don't think the author says that really he's not talking about the content of the language rather the french attitude towards the language so i'm gonna leave that blank or leave that unanswered right now then b the french respect the traditions of language he, he says that you know in france a man feels it almost a personal stain to write even on a police order anything so derogatory to the tradition of his language you know so that's a reason for the comparison with the french language so you can cross it out the french cherish their language of course said also in the first paragraph um as a frenchman even says here as a frenchman cherishes his language his literature the french relate their language and literature to national honor of course um it's it's important to them and we get that we get a sense of that in the first two paragraphs really um french literature is generally better written than english literature um you know that that's that's the illusion because of you know all all the things that we've said because of the respect that the french have for their language their literature is better written the answer then turns out to be a it, it it seems like a lot it's quite tedious but if if you want to feel certain about your choices you know, i would i would use this method although you can't annotate like i have on your um on your computer during your exam you um you're given um a whiteboard and some markers so you can scribble stuff down um oh quick note about actually taking the exam you have to take it in a registered center um a pearson view registered center and you can find all of that again on the website so yeah these are the answers um as i've said b d c a b d c a um you can find this test on the ana website so the essay i won't go through this essay in particular detail i just want to draw your attention to the structure and the techniques this um, candidate has employed to you know produce something really, really good so the question is make the best case you can for fun for public funding of the arts the questions that um the online asks are intentionally broad so that you have a variety of standpoints or, or stances to choose from really um but the the advice is that in your introduction you establish limits to your consideration 
um, and you somewhat acknowledge that you can't cover everything. And the author of this response does this cleverly. He says, there are two main worries about public funding of the arts. There are way more than two main worries, but they establish the fact that um, they're going to consider the two main worries. Um, and, you know, that goes on to form the, the structure um, of the rest of their essay, the, the, the topic arguments of, of their paragraphs. Um, and the owner also says not to contradict yourself if you're not going to back it up. So don't say, oh, you know, I might be wrong. Or if you don't have a valid counter-argument, if you can't back up your your counter-argument, do it only if you can achieve, you know, if, if you can do it well, really. Um, and don't forget stuff like evaluation. Um, that's a good way of presenting um, alternative viewpoints without necessarily countering yourself. Um, and she does that, or well, they do, sorry, they do that here. This argument seems to assume that a time will come um, when we will miss the arts or sports we have lost. That may not be true. You know, just the possibility, you're introducing the possibility or referencing the possibility that there are things that you haven't considered but that you're aware of. This is where, the essay is where your knowledge, um, your sensitivity to the real world really comes on display because if you can reference news articles or or things that are topical, you know, it just alerts examiners that you know what you're talking about, or admissions tutors that you know what you're talking about, um, you know what's going on, and you can make a sound argument based on your awareness of the real world. So, yeah, I think that brings me to the end of this presentation. I hope that that was helpful and that if you take the LNAT, it goes fantastic. Bye.